0: All right. Welcome back, Ranger fans and Penguin fans. we got a special crossover edition with uh, Mr. Hunter Hodes of Lockdown Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguins, of course, just completing a uh, tense, intense one to nothing victory against the New York Rangers in their first of three matchups this season. Uh, Hunter, first of all, man, good to see you. It's been a while since we've done a crossover and uh, congrats on the win here today.
1: Yeah, that, it's been almost, I think, a year at this point since these two teams have played. Well, maybe like t- 10 months or something like that. But um, it's weird also that it took 50-plus games for these two teams to play for the first time. Um, no ha- no idea what was going on with the schedule there. But, um, yeah, man, it was just a great game. Uh, playoff preview for sure. I think these two teams will probably play each other nine to ten more times this year, and it'll probably take years off everyone's lives. But um, that was just a great hockey game.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's just par for the course whenever it's Rangers-Penguins, especially in a playoff series. But, uh, you know, I will say this, too. I think you made a great point there about how, you know, it's it's surprising how long it's taken for these two teams to play each other this season. But in just one afternoon of hockey, man, like, I feel like this rivalry has already reignited. I'm back into it. I can't wait to see them play each other again, especially since the Rangers came out on the short end here today. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, just... Uh, uh, heavyweight matchup today, a lot of physicality, a lot of nastiness after the play. Uh, your thoughts on uh, some of the extracurriculars that we saw in this game here today?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I don't, I, I mean, I try myself not to get, you know, too animated during games, obviously, you know, this one, I, I definitely felt like I was more animated than, you know, other times. Um, I thought overall, the officiating was pretty bad for both teams. I didn't like how they handled all those scrums at all. Both, again, both for the Rangers and the Penguins. I think both teams got away with a lot of stuff. But, you know, the thing was, I think, you know, when you're not calling penalties early on in the game to set the standard, this is the stuff that happens. And, you know, there was a uh, kind of like a puck battle in the corner. Like One of the Rangers players basically laying on the ice. is almost covering the puck. And then, you know, that allows a Penguin player to just, you know, kind of take a liberty. And then you have all the players jumping on top of them. It's like, well, if the officials could just do their jobs and blow the whistle there, none of that is going to happen. You know, some of the four-on-four four stuff, you have one player doing something stupid. Then you got the retaliation. I mean, I get you, you're calling both, but you know, you also let a lot of other stuff go before then that is saying to these players, okay, I'm just going to take liberties. I'm going to take cheap shots because we can you know, that that's the standard that the refs are setting. You know, unfortunately this is the standard that a lot of games are like this. And it's really sad how the state I think of NHL fish hitting has gotten in the year 2022. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, it's chippy, it's a long, you know, standard rivalry, just, you know, these teams have hated each other for a long time. It was awesome to see it reignite today. But again, I, mean, I definitely thought the officials could have done a much better job um on both sides because um they were just letting a lot of stuff go. And then when stuff other stuff was happening, they, you know, they, they were forced to call it, but you should have called the other stuff beforehand.
0: Yeah. I mean, they kind of let the game get out of hand a little bit. And I wanted mm-hmm. to actually uh, talk about that one specific play that you mentioned there with, um, it was Dryden hunt. Uh, the puck is in the the Pittsburgh zone. It's behind the goal line there and hunts down like basically on his stomach. And you've got Pedersen. This is the, this is probably as animated as I got all day. And it's the only one where like, I really had a problem with what somebody did. It's like Pedersen cross checks him and he yep. cross checks him again and again and again. And I was, yep. I tweeted something. I think I said something like, Oh, I guess the ninth time was the charm there for him to get the <laughs> penalty. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, just, just again, a heated, chippy game. And I, I think, you know, if it is Rangers-Penguins in the playoffs this year, I, I think we're all per- pretty much in, in for a treat when that happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, you know, these the, 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 these two teams are so much fun to watch. The goaltending battle was awesome. You have two very clear, I think, Vezina Trophy finalists, at least in my opinion. I know one of them has had a better season than the other, though I knew the latter obviously got the better of Shostorkin today. But um, that was, it, it was just, you know, I don't like a lot of one-nothing games personally. Sometimes, most of the time, I should say they're boring, right? Not not today. Uh, scoring chances galore. Um, great goaltending. Defend, de- both teams were really, I thought, solid defensively. And, you know, this could have been easily a 4-3 game, 5-4, heck, maybe even, you know, 6-5 with how many great chances both teams had. It was just the goaltending was sensational. And, yeah, you know, to your point, you know, that Hunt play, I, mean, I was surprised that Pedersen was, you know, not called, I think. After the first three cross checks, though, I think there was a couple other times. I think uh, there was a blatant miss cross check. Um, I think it was on, I want to say it was Sid that you know this was not called, and I just I stood up and I just put my hands like this, like okay, I guess you know we're just playing, you know, gulag rules out here like they do in like <laughs> Call of Duty and stuff, and yeah. I just did not understand it. Um, you know, it, it might have been Dryden
0: Hunt who you're talking about. I remember that it was behind the Ranger net, right? And uh the cross-track from behind. Yeah, so Hunt got away with one. And then I don't know if like the refs thought that, well, give him a couple free shots at Hunt there, and then they finally called it later. I don't know. But yeah, it was it was Dryden Hunt that, that did that.
1: Yeah, it was just really and then you know there were scrums every five seconds. And and don't get me wrong, I know a lot of people like that stuff. You know, it's old time hockey as they like to say, you know, back in the eighties and you know, the nineties and all that. But, you know, I just, you know, I I wish there weren't as many stoppages because I wish the officials actually did their jobs. And, you know, I'm not someone that usually probably complains about officials too much. I try to, you know, look at the game overall, just, you know, with the players and coaches in mind. But, you know, I just, I thought, you know, it was just really, I think, piss poor in this one for both teams. And every I think all the players were getting away with straight up murder, I think, at times.
0: Yeah, it was nasty. Um And, uh, you know, something else I wanted to ask you about. Obviously, the Penguins had lost three in a row coming in, but uh, they've really had a great season after, you know, stumbling a little bit out of the starting blocks. But is there anything that you thought the Penguins did a little bit better in today's game? I mean, obviously, Tristan Jerry was absolutely sensational. But was there anything that they were doing better today that maybe they haven't been doing during this, you know, brief three game losing streak?
1: Yeah, I thought they were defending much better. Um, the first period was a little rough. They were giving up uh, too many, I think, odd man rushes, got off to another slow start. That's been a really big issue for the last week, two weeks. Uh, Mike Sullivan has you know, touched on that to the local media after the game. Um, he just hasn't been happy, and rightfully so. They've given up. Um, coming into this game, You know, this was, I believe, um, two games in a row that they had given up a goal in basically the opening minute or less. And, you know, they were lucky it wasn't a third in a row with how the Rangers were coming at right at them in the first period. Luckily, I think Mike Sullivan must have said something in the intermission. Um, I believe it was around the eight-minute mark in the third period where ESPN put up a graphic, and they said the Rangers had only had five shots since the first period. The Penguins were just doing a really nice job of taking away the shooting lanes. I thought they were uh, penalty-killing really well. And that, and you know, that's been an area that I think has regressed a little bit because Teddy Bluger has been banged up for the last month. He is their best penalty killer, he's so good, also, at even strength. And you know, he takes away, you know, at least I think a quarter of the ice at least. And to not have him there has been a much bigger deal than some people have thought it would be. But I thought the Penguins did a really nice job on the PK against one of the best power plays in the league. Let's be real, that's a main reason I think why the Rangers have had a lot of success this season is because you know, Kreider's been lethal. Adam Fox is amazing at the point. You have Zibanejad, Panarin. I mean, it's a nasty unit. But again, you know, Jari also made some great saves. But you know, to sum it all up, I love the Penguins. They just they did a really nice job, um, just def- again defensively. And you know, I was looking at National Stat trick, You know, before we started recording, John Penguins only gave up um, two high danger chances to the Rangers in the final forty minutes. Um, that that a lot of times that's going to win you games. It did them today. And, you know, that just goes to show that, you know, when Mike Sullivan has his players humming, they're a very hard team to beat defensively. They've gone away from that at times a lot lately, but today, you know, this was the blueprint for the Penguins' success, you know, defending-wise.
0: It, it's funny you mentioned that, and it's just definitely something that I picked up on as well. I thought the Penguins defended very, very well down the stretch here. But, you know, the Penguins, you know, Malkin gets the power play goal with about 15 minutes to go. And, you know, being a Ranger fan this year, the Rangers' best period has been the third period, which is great. It's a sign of a good team, a team that's maturing. And, you know, there's a little part of me. Obviously, you don't want to give up the goal there, but I'm almost starting to think like, oh, man, we got him right where we want him. We're going to come back just like we always do. But I was—I got to be honest—I was a little bit disappointed, and and part of this is, you know, to the Penguins' credit. But the Rangers really didn't have a lot of great A scoring chances down the stretch. Um, there was one or two instances. Mika Zibanejad got a couple of chances at the very end, and uh, Hunter. I think we can break down those plays in just a second. But first, gotta let everybody know about Bill Bar. Today's episode of Locked On Rangers and Locked On Penguins is brought to you by Bill Bar. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right. Thanks to Bill Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included, 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these, they are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every single time. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. <laughs> And uh, we just want to thank everybody for making Lockdown Rangers and Lockdown Penguins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And Hunter, just a second ago, you know, I alluded to the the final minute or so of this game. Mika Zabanejad getting a couple of chances. Uh, You know, he made a move around the defenseman, Tristan Jerry, with yet another great pad save. And then uh, with about 10 seconds left, had a one-timer. Were you nervous uh, on either of those plays there with with Mika Zabanejad, you know, looking for the equalizer there?
1: I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. Um, I was definitely... You know, again, you know, there aren't many times where you know I'll stand up and watch. You know, just because it's the beginning of the season and all that, I, I actually stood up, started, you know, put my hands on my head a little bit, just because it just it felt like the playoffs. You know, I kind of want May to just come at this point. We're two months away, um, from these, and you know, they, they got some pretty good chances there at the end. You know, like you alluded to that chance of Zabenajak. He kind of walked Marino a little bit. Wasn't his finest moment of the season. I thought Marino at times was good today. That one, he wasn't, you know, Jari had made a massive pad save, Um, you know, and then, you know, the Rangers were able to cycle it around a little bit, get a couple more chances. Yeah, I was definitely pretty nervous. I thought the Rangers could have fired a little more at the net there. Um, I don't don't think they were, I guess, wasting time, but I I think they should have had more scoring chances than they did. I know credit to the Penguins for their six on five defense. That was a problem earlier on in the season. Uh, they've rectified that and then some since, so credit to them there, but I still think the Rangers could have a been bit, a bit better there with their offensive zone pressure.
0: Yeah. It's funny. You know, I don't want to be that guy that's just yelling, shoot, shoot, shoot the entire time. I like, hate we, those
1: like, fans. I yeah, can't say yeah. that.
0: But, but like, you know, time's running out here. We we've had a tough time beating this guy. We got to get this puck toward the net and give ourselves a chance here. Um, they did have one last great chance. You know, you mentioned the Mika play where he went around Marino there, but, mm-hmm. uh, there was a play. And I will say this as a reindeer fan, you know, whether it's me or anybody else, uh, Mika has been absolutely lethal from that spot on the uh, left faceoff circle there. And they especially on the one timer and with 10 seconds, you know, getting a one timer opportunity to Mika's advantage. You got to love that. But man, I got to give all the props in the world to Jerry. I kind of lifted his arm there. I think it was his blocker arm and just got a piece of it with it with his shoulder there against a lesser goalie and somebody who's not on top of his game. That's going to be a goal. Believe me. So uh, all the credit in the world to Jerry on that play there.
1: Yeah, that was a wicked shot. And, you know, to your point about Tristan, you know, I, I really think a national audience finally got to see how good this guy has been this year. Um, yeah. I know the Penguins have not been on national TV a lot this year. And, you know, I don't think a lot of teams have at times. It's, it, it's a different deal with, M- with NBC, you know, TNT and ESPN. You know, they'll showcase, you know, every team around the league, you know, not just the same five or six that NBC did, right? But again, I really think, you know, the national audience just got to see what, you know, The Penguins fans, and you know, especially me who covers the team for this podcast, has seen in that you know, he's been one of the five to 10 best goaltenders in hockey this year, and he deserves to be in contention to be a Vesna finalist. I mean, the amount of saves that he was making throughout that contest, I was like, okay, I've probably never seen him make those kind of saves coming into this year. Now they just look so routine for him, and you know, credit to Andy Kyoto for how. Well, he's worked with him, you know, he's much more confident in the net this year. He's much more aggressive, challenging shooters like he was tonight. There were multiple, again, you know, odd man opportunities that Tristan was like, you know what, try to beat me. And he just made save after save after save. And he saved their butts, I thought, in the first period. And you know, honestly, the penguin skaters probably needed to buy them 10 steak dinners (laughs) after that effort.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, he was fantastic. And, um, you know, I was actually going to ask you at some point during this recording here, if, you know, there is a belief in Tristan Jerry, obviously he was an all-star this year. He's having a great season, but I was going to ask, you know, is there a belief that this dude can be a Stanley cup winning goalie and he, he can take the penguins, you know, deep into the playoffs and uh, help them make another run. But I think I've already got my answer. I mean, it sounds like you guys are pretty confident in him. Is that true?
1: Yeah. You know, I think the confidence builds and builds every day. You know, I've, my listeners are probably getting tired of me saying this, you know, you don't write a redemption story, you know, over a few months, you got to prove it in the playoffs. That's where he screwed up last year. Well, we'll, we'll really know how good he is. And if those demons are gone once he suits up for game one, but right now, um, I think I, and a lot of the fans and even the media that cover the team, you know, you know, he just has this confidence and this swagger about him that, you know, none of us have ever seen before. And he's just, he's playing his butt off night in, night out, saves them all the time. Um, he was fantastic today. And yeah, I, I'm definitely really confident in him. Though, John, you know, I got to say, got to finally watch Igor Sisterkin for a full 60 minutes. Um, I tweeted this during the game. It is crazy how you can have the best goaltender of the generation in Henrik Lundqvist. He retires and then his clone basically comes into the net and is like, okay, yeah. I'm basically just Hank 2.0. And the saves that he made today, I was like, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting <laughs> literally Hank vibes because he was just stealing the show. And, you know, I know he's basically done that all year. I've looked at the numbers. He's number one in goal saved above expected. He's basically playing at a 940 pace. Um, you know, how confident are you in him moving forward that he can keep this up?
0: I mean, I I have all the confidence in the world in him, and I was very bullish on him even before he ever made his NHL debut. Because Hunter, if you go back and you check out some of the stats that he put up, both in the AHL and in the KHL, and I realize, you know, that's a step down from the NHL. It's not the same. They his 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 numbers are just video game like. I mean, they yeah. just defy all expectation. The KHL, he had a goals against average that was barely above one. And again, I realize he's not going to be able to do that in the NHL. No goalie that's ever lived is going to be able to do that in the NHL. But Somebody that's putting up that kind of numbers there, I don't care what kind of hockey it is or what level it is. That's extraordinarily impressive. And it's going to translate to success in the NHL. The Rangers themselves kind of talked him up. They were very high on him. And, man, he is not disappointed. I mean, I i kind of see how he missed the All-Star game. I don't, I don't really think I agree with it. You know, the Rangers had three other people that were uh, voted in. Obviously, your guy made it and Freddie Anderson made it. And they're having fantastic seasons, too. There's some seriously good goalies uh, in this division. Um, but yeah, I mean him not making the, uh, the all-star game and I think he's got to be the front runner for the Vesna and you know, I wouldn't be stunned if he at least got a couple of votes for the heart. I mean, everybody wants to talk about how, oh man, Igor carries the Rangers and the Rangers aren't such a good team five V five. Well, if that's all true, then I mean, we got to give some props to this goalie here and he's got to at least get some consideration. You know, I don't know that he'll win it, but I I think, uh, the debate at least should probably be had.
1: They're speaking of that, you know. There were some in the national media on Saturday saying, "Hey, you know, his hard Trophy campaign should start today." And he was he was that good. Um, yeah. You know, I I was texting with my buddy, you know, um, who was a Rangers fan. Shout out to Nick Zeraris, who I had on the pod, um, on Friday, and you know, he basically said, "You know, next goal wins because both goalies were sensational today." You know, and. Speaking of, that basically did happen with Evgeny Malkin getting the power play goal. But yeah, man, I mean, you know, I know the Rangers don't have good 5v5 numbers. Their expected goals for and expected goals against are bottom third of the league. Um, you know, their goaltender has obviously been awesome this year. Uh, you know, I did, I did want to ask, John, you're just watching this game. Are you concerned with those numbers being in the bottom third of the league? Because, you know, I know how good your top line is. I know how good Artemi Panarin is. Adam Fox, I think, is the best defenseman in the league. Um, he's going to be um, gonna gonna be one of the top, if not the top defenseman in the league for the next decade. Um, are you concerned at all about, you know, the bottom half of the lineup or anything to, for the second half of the year going into the playoffs?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say there's slight concern. And I was actually, um, a listener sent me an email and they asked me some kind of question about 2014 and, you know, the Ranger team that went to the finals. I don't remember exactly how we got to talking about this, but, you know, I was... Uh, I um I made the point that it's a very differently constructed roster right now than it was back in 2014 because if you look at that 2014 squad, the, the team that went to the finals, it almost was like a, an entire roster of second line players. They didn't necessarily had that one or two big-time superstars, other than Henrik Lundqvist, obviously. But as far as the forwards are concerned, didn't really have those superstar players, but they had depth. It it felt like, you know, they they could roll all four lines and anybody could get you on any given night. And this team is a lot different because you see, you know, they've got superstars like Mika Zibanejad, Artemi Panarin, you mentioned Adam Fox. I would throw Chris Kreider into that, especially this season. But then you look at, you know, their third line and they don't really get much of anything out of their third line. Mm -hmm. And, And the fourth line, you know... They play like four-finers. You don't really expect them to score. They got a goal the other night against the Capitals, which is cool to see. Uh-huh, right. uh, but, you know, they, they do bring some value in terms of just going out there and hitting and setting a physical tone. I thought, you know, certainly Ryan Reeves is very noticeable in this game uh, here today. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would like to see them, you know, add a depth piece or two, specifically at right wing uh, near the trade deadline. Um, right wing is a position where they are really hurting. I mean, Alexi Lafreniere is playing right wing now. He's naturally a left winger. Capo Caco is going to be out for you know, close to at least a month more at this point. And, you know, Dryden Hunt's playing on the second line. And, you know, Hunt's a hardworking player, but is he a top six forward and, and somebody that can uh, best take advantage of playing with Artemi Panarin the way that a lot of other guys could? I would say no. So uh, that that's an area where they need to improve. I could see them adding a couple of depth pieces. And, you know, Hunter, I definitely want to ask you about the Penguins' potential approach at the trade deadline, and we'll get to that in just a second. But first, let's let everybody know about betonline.net. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. And uh, Hunter, as I mentioned just a second ago, man, obviously, you know, the trade deadline is coming up. And, you know, you look at the Eastern Conference, it's kind of crazy because the eight teams in playoff position have a good amount of separation from the other eight teams. Basically, I mean, you never know what up. can happen. What, what's that?
1: It's basically locked up almost.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I always stop just a little bit short of saying that just because you never know, you know, one team slumps and one team catches fire. It it could maybe change. But yeah, I think these might be the eight teams. I I think you might be right about that. And, you know, I'm just wondering, man, we've seen the Penguins be aggressive at the trade deadline in years past. And obviously Crosby and Malkin getting into their mid 30s. I mean, could you see them full on pushing the chips in? Let's go out and get some big time impact players. I mean, what do you think the strategy is going to be for them?
1: Yeah, I, I think they should. And, you know, I know it's against Ron Hextall's DNA to make a big splash. You know, Jim Rutherford, he used to do that all the time because that's who he is. He loved making trades. You know, Ron, he's literally the antithesis um, of of Jim Rutherford. You know, he's very patient. He's not going to make a panic move or, you know, oh, you know, we won this game. I'm just going to go out and make a trade. You know, he's just going to assess everything, you know, and just, you know, he, he just wants to see where the team is at. And I think if they're going to make a move, it's probably going to be, right before the deadline, I've seen some fans say, well, they need to go out and get a defenseman. See, I disagree with that because, you know, my good buddy, Danny Shirey of DK Pittsburgh sports, you know, Mike Matheson was out today. He'll be week to week. Mark Freeman stepped in and you know, I I'm of the opinion that POJ, PO Joseph of course should get some more playing time. They got to see where he's at. He's played really well down in Wilkes-Barre. You know, Mark Freeman comes in, he played almost 12 minutes at five V five. He has 14 shot attempts for one against 98% of the expected goals um you know they're they're fine defensively it's at the forward spot that i really think they could use another body kasper Kampen has been on an island this year this is not the same player that we all saw last year and you know he we we kind of have this thing on you know social media and other places where you know he'll always come into the zone and you know we'll say oh five bucks he does this he basically will come in stop, kind of curl back, drop the puck off, and then it basically goes the other way. He's not using his speed to the advantage, and we're like, oh, well, we just lost five more dollars because he just continues to stink up the joint. So I think they need, I personally, I think they need another top six winger for Evgeny Malkin's line. I love what Sid's line can do. Denton Heinen and Evgeny Malkin have been really good in a short sample this year, but they keep cycling out that winger, that right winger for his line, and if they can go out and maybe get you know, Brock Besser, Connor Garland, J.T. Miller. Um, you know, if Jalis falls off, Joe Pavelski or something like that. You know, I, I really think that would strengthen the team. And you know, I know some people will say, well, the future of this, the future of that. You're trying to get your fourth one, and you know, again, be the best dynasty of this era. I don't really care about. I don't really care about a first-round pick. You know, we'll have to see if Ron does. And you know, I know Brian Burke has said we'd like to keep it, but at the end of the day, that's also just GM speak. They're going to do what they think is best for the team. I think that's the main thing they need to go and get in. Of course, a backup for Tristan, he can't play every game down the stretch. Casey DeSmith has not been good enough. So if they can go out and get a veteran to play behind him for, you know, maybe a mid-round pick or something like that, um, I think this team would be cooking really, really cooking in the right direction.
0: Yeah. And I, I think at a certain point, you know, if you're a member of the penguins front office, I mean, specifically the GM, but you know, really the, the, the whole organization, you owe it to these guys. These guys have gotten you know, yeah. there's players that have been there for all three cups. I mean, forget about building for the future. You figure that out, you know, in the future that this isn't, you know, a team of aging veterans that's never going to you know possibly be able to, to to win you a Stanley cup. They've already got three, and maybe they can get you another one if you get them a couple pieces at the deadline.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't really know what they're going to do. And you know, they may think, well, the answers are in house, blah, 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 blah. But you know, I know what they should do. It's just a matter of, will they actually go out and do it? You know, last year they went out and got Jeff Carter at the deadline. Ron Hexall said at the time, we owe it to our, these players because, you know, they've earned this acquisition. well, I feel like they've earned an acquisition at this point in the season. They're second in the division. They're still kind of making a push for first. I know Carolina is red hot lately. They also have a few games in hand on the Penguins. I know the Rangers have two in hand on them, if I'm not mistaken. But I still think Hextall has to owe it to these guys and give them, you know, at least one more big cup run. Malkin and Letang are up after this year. I, I think Malkin's definitely going to come back. Letang, I'm, I'm – I think he will, but it's not going to be as easy just because of how good he's been. But, you know, again, I really think just he owes it to them to just, you know, they go all in um, at least one more time.
0: Absolutely. Um, And, you know, you you mentioned, you mentioned something that kind of reminded me of a situation that the Rangers are in, you know, you, there, there there's certain fans that think like, Oh, you know, they could really use a defenseman that being the Penguins, but, you know, I've heard similar chatter, Jacob Chikrin's name comes up every now and then as it pertains to the Rangers, And I mean, I I realize he plays on a terrible team, but he's like a minus 26 this season. And again, I know that's a flawed stat as well, but it's not like he's exactly, you know, setting the world on fire. He's under contract for, I think, like four and a half million for the next three years. And the Rangers are going to be a little tighter against the cap, you know, after doing all these extensions uh, this offseason. But I'm with you, man. I I think, you know, what the Rangers need, and it looks like the Penguins are in a similar situation, too. You mentioned uh, Kasperi Kapanen has been struggling, you know, just a depth forward maybe somebody that could play like on the second line, third line, something like that. And uh, for, for the Rangers, particularly a right winger, I don't know why uh, I feel this way Hunter, but I have the, and you know, the penguins better than I do, but I just have this gut feeling that JT Miller, cause I, I would be interested in a reunion. You know, if, if the price is right, I feel like he's going to end up on the penguins and I don't know why I feel that way. I, do you see a fit there at all?
1: It does make sense, you know. You know, yeah. don't don't forget the fact that he is a Pittsburgh kid, so you know he's kind of playing for, I guess, his hometown team, um, in a way. You know, they can put him on Malkin's, you know, right wing, and you know, I know it's, I'm pretty sure that's his offside, right, right, John? Yeah. Yeah. So, I
0: think so, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know that would be kind of maybe be a little weird, but you know, has been really c- c- killing it on Gino's left side, so it's just it's that right side that they really need to feel, you know, I'm not sure if Kapanen's even going to be on the team after the deadline. He's just been that bad this year. Um, it's just, you know, that I think has actually trumped the need for a backup goaltender for a while, you know, while I was like, okay, you know, just go get a backup, you know, Kapanen's going to turn around. You know, that hasn't happened. And, you know, to your point about Chikrin, you know, I, I know I also don't look a lot at plus minus. I think it's usually a useless stat, um, you know, but minus 26, it, it is pretty bad. But, you know, again, I will say Arizona is, I think, up there with Montreal with probably the worst team in hockey. So I feel like if he does yeah. get out of there, that plus that plus minus will go sh- straighten up. And I think his numbers um, overall will really just rebound. Um, you know, he's probably the best defenseman on the market. Whoever gets him is going to really strengthen um, their defense, of course. Because I was, I think, watching New York tonight. And I was like, you know, I love Fox. Lindgren's not bad too. I like what Keandre Miller does. But I do think maybe they need another guy back there that can – help move the puck in a way.
0: Um, possibly, possibly. Yeah. I, Braden Schneider got called up not too long ago, and he's yeah, played very know. well. Um, he, he's played about 12 or 13 games at this point, I think. Um, when Patrick Nemeth has been in the lineup, and uh, all the best of the Nemeth family, he actually just became a dad, so that's pretty cool. Um, but he's he's scuffled a little bit this season. The Rangers brought him in to be kind of like, you know, just a, a decent veteran player, uh, a more experienced defenseman, because they're obviously very young on the blue line and somebody that kind of just hold it down on the third pairing. I do think at times Ranger fans have been a little tough on him, but I mean, I got to be fair here. He has not played all that well this season. So uh, maybe Zach Jones who played today, maybe he's the answer. He was a a former third round pick by the Rangers. So uh, I, they got a lot of different ways they can go. Um, But again, you know, if if I'm going to prioritize something at the deadline, it's definitely right wing uh, over defenseman. but um, you know, there, there is something else I got to ask you about Hunter and this is getting to be old news at this point, but the whole Brad Marchand, Tristan Jerry thing, I mean, Ranger fans and penguin fans, we got a common enemy here. Cause believe me, we don't like him either. You know, he, he had that whole incident with Panarin earlier this season and, you know, just generally how he carries himself out there. But I mean, what was your takeaway watching that? It, it was just ridiculous.
1: He's a, you know, he's a troll. That, that's what yeah. he is. You know, yeah. he, he, he literally is just, He he likes to screw with people. I I was going to say another word. I'm not going to drop the F bomb on this podcast, but I think (laughs) you know where I'm going with that. That's what he likes to do with people. And, you know, a lot lot of times it works. Uh, uh, You know, a lot of times it also doesn't work. And, you know, it was just, it was Bush League stuff. You know, you're going after a goalie just because you're mad your team lost. There's no excuse for that crap. Um, I think the suspension should have been for more. I saw some. We're Bruins fans defending it. I'm not really surprised because you know just that's their guy. But and I know yeah. how talented Brad Marchand is. Don't get me wrong; he's a top ten, or top fifteen player in the league. But yeah. you just you can't keep doing that kind of stuff. You're costing your team. Bruce Cassidy even said after the game at the time, you know that's just his emotions got to the best of him, and you know he he, he screwed our team there, and he can't keep doing that. And he's going to learn this lesson. He didn't even defend the action at all. Um, so you know, I'm sure it's not gonna be the last instant instant Brad happens with him. Um, well, I, that's it where I'm sure it's not gonna be the last incident that he's involved in, excuse me, oh, yeah. but you know, it was just, it was Bushley crap. And you know, he got what he deserved.
0: Fair enough. Uh, pretty much my sentiments. Exactly. It's funny because I actually had a listener ask me to, to comment about that. Cause you know, Marshan and the Rangers have been mixing it up over these past couple of years, but I was just, I pretty much said what you did. I was just like, I mean, what do you even expect at this point? You know, it, it is what it is, but, um yeah, Hunter, listen, man, this is a ton of fun as it always is. Always good getting together for these crossover episodes and uh, got a couple more matchups in the regular season, maybe even the playoffs as well. And yep. uh, as long as you're up for it, man, I'll do some pre-games, I'll do some post-games, whatever you're up for.
1: Absolutely, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep knocking these out. And, you know, I think right now with how Carolina's going and with how Washington's receding, um, these two teams I think will play in the first round. It's just a matter of who gets home ice.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you. So, uh, Ranger fans, Penguin fans, thank you guys for tuning in and we'll, we'll see you next time.